Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Debari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So week eight is behind us. Used to be the halfway point in the NFL season, but they wanted to add a game and ruin all the symmetry and everything uh, in the league. So here we are, kind of halfway through the league. Um, Today, we're recording Tuesday morning. It's a trade deadline. If anything happens interesting while we're recording, we'll, we'll... talk about it live but other than that there's just a few that happened already i'm sure we'll touch on it a bit but walk how are you and where you want to go i'm doing okay a little little post trick-or-treat uh world so before i tell you how i'm doing i just felt like uh i had a few minutes today so i created a little game for us john you interested in playing yes all right this game john is called (laughs) trick-or-treat okay so i'm going to make a statement to you very creative you are going to tell the fine people that listen to this fantastic podcast whether it is a trick or a treat. Do we understand trick or treat? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're going to butcher this, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Donta Foreman is the RB1 in Carolina and an RB2 in fantasy for the rest of the season. Uh, treat. Treat. You believe it? I believe it. Ah, he's so much better than Chuba Hubbard. Like, Correct. Just, and back-to-back 118-yard rushing games? Weird. Same exact rushing yards over two games. That struck me as odd. But three splashes into the end zone? Yeah, you can't just give it back to Chuba. Uh, 100% agreeance with you here. Is, is there anything better in fantasy than having a handcuff and a guy gets traded? Like, I had him in several spots where I had McCaffrey, and then I got to play him both this week, and they both went off. I was like, oh, my God. It's a double-double. Six touchdowns later? Yeah. The best. You're a happy boy. Okay. Speaking of. Christian McCaffrey is even better in San Francisco. <laughs> Incomplete, but I mean, if I had to, you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to say treat. Treat as well. I have concerns that there's actual talent in San Fran. Uh, there was nothing in Carolina, so he literally saw everything. And this was a game without Debo Samuel. And Debo was hurt, yeah. Mind. That's going to get some of that work. So I, I, I like your incomplete. Uh, I, I think mean, it's going to like, go. I think it's going to be real boom or bust. I think we're going to have weeks like this. Then and that's where I'm at. That's why I think it's him. a little, I think it's a little bit of a trick because I, one, he's not thrown for a touchdown every week. Uh, no. I don't think he's getting like nine receptions, which I think he got every week either, but the running downs work should be consistent and he's in a better offense so yeah i, I think the season good. end totals will be there in san francisco but yeah on a week-to-week basis i think you're gonna he's gonna post some stinkers and some monsters our boy tony pollard the pride oh. of the university of memphis has finally flipped the script in dallas oh that's a that's a trick Jerry, fucking stupid Jerry Jones is already Jerry Jones there. already came out and said from the rooftops about how important Zeke is to this entire. So this offense. team runs through Zeke. This Fuck team goes Tony through Zeke. <laughs> he is so disconnected with reality. It's it's insane. He's, it's not unique to him. Look around the fucking league. Dummy. It's hundred percent a trick, and a, it's good. I said I wrote back. I go great as an Eagles fan. Thoroughly disappointed as a Tony Pollard. Owner. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, keep running Zeke into a pile. For the rest of the year. That's fine. <laughs> All right. More years on his contract. Do it for a half a decade. Why not? PJ Walker mm. is the best quarterback that DJ Moore has ever played with. Oh, boy. 
who did DJ Moore play with at first? Didn't he have like the ghost of Jake Delhomme or something his first year? No, he had Cam Newton. Then, then trick. Cam Newton. Trick. You're, you're giving him. Okay. Cam's better than PJ Walker. Okay. Just keeping you honest here. All right, this one, this one's gonna hurt, John. All right. Justin Fields is the best quarterback from the 2021 draft class. I'm going trick. I've been I've been watching. I've watched the Bears. I hear everybody going. Justin Fields really emerging. They're getting him. Now you could possibly play the better for fantasy angle, which I'll buy because he is running the ball more. But he's still what did he? He had like 80 yards at the half. He's still not passing a ton. The Bears are in such a weird spot. I mean, they got a ton of cap space. They they're obviously trading. They got. I think nine picks in this upcoming draft, the one, two twos, two threes, two fours, something like that. But um, I need to see him with the supporting cast because he still looks terrible passing the ball. I realize he has no offensive line. That could be a large factor why he stinks for fantasy. Is he right now the best one? I can't agree with that. I don't know if he's good at real football yet though, but fantasy. Yes. Right now, he's, he's as up. as of this recording, I will say treat. Okay, for fantasy, he's, he's <laughs> real football. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mac Jones isn't even a conversation, <clears throat> and I guess we're gonna have to wait another year on Trey Lance. But this dude looked like like the world was against him, and they're just continuing to take pieces away at Chicago, and he's actually looking better. He is. We just run. I don't, I don't think he looks better passing. Personally. I, I think he does. I still think they're simplifying things, but also, I mean, what's who's he really thrown to, right? I mean, literally. Well, no, yeah. Now, uh, and Nikhil, no Nikhil Harry is a thing again. That's <laughs> the reality. So, I I literally was like gagging in my seat watching Red Zone. I was like, oh, really? This is yeah, what we're like, doing today? Yeah, where are all the Darnell Mooney targets? Well, I never seem to end up in the end zone. Okay, last. But certainly not least, before we get into things, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Oh, treat. I agree completely. Wow. You could have asked me this three weeks ago. I mean, listen, anyone that listens know I've been trying to light a fire to the city of Pittsburgh for the better part of the last two to three years. They stink. They're very, they're a very bad team. But, I mean, the Eagles just look. Now, if... Hertz can actually continue to win with his arm. He didn't do anything on the ground at all. I think it was his fewest rushes and fewest rushing yards ever. Uh, it would, yeah. But he, he threw four, right? He wasn't even trying. Yeah, he threw four. Three to A.J. Brown. Yeah, he, he was not even slightly. He wasn't even attempting to run. I mean, similar to Justin Fields, that's what you want to see out of him, right? Mm-hmm. No, one, no one doubted his ability running the ball. You wanted to see him take a step up. As a passer, and I, I don't know. Some games, you, you know, kind of stinks here and there, but you don't, you don't know if it's <clears throat> him stinking or if it's his game plan dependent or take what the defense gives you. But pass the eyeball test to me. Yeah, hurts. Two carries for ten yards. The team only ran the ball twenty times the entire game, and they were up early. I mean, the so anti Titans. They threw it <laughs> thirty, and they only ran it twenty times. You know, no, no running back even saw double digit carries in the game. It, is that handily won, but I agree. Their defense is gelling. The offense is, you know, it seems as though it can attack your weaknesses. Like, 
came out after said the Pittsburgh you know, Eagles had identified that the Pittsburgh secondary was the the spot to target. And damn, if they didn't just start firing balls downfield, AJ Brown and like double and triple coverage, and it looked like he was the only one there the entire game. It was it was impressive. I may have to come around a little bit on Jalen Hurts. Oh, look I mean, at you! He's earning it. He's earning it. So. Yeah, that was my little game. I was as I was doing the prep, I'm like, I'm like let's, let's add a little something here because there were a few things in my head where I was like, "This is a good point in the season to start trying to bring." Oh yeah, stuff up. I'm sure there's a million more things that we got. I was like, "Oh, that was that was an absolute trick." But those are those are what stuck out to me. So you're welcome, people. Trick or treat, good ones, adult version. So uh, <laughs> beyond that, I'm great. Um, we're both sick, but such is life uh, this time of year. Time of year, yeah. Yeah, we're going to power through, and you were mentioning trade so far. It's only uh, the the NFC North that seems to be Oh, yeah, I didn't in, realize that. In trading, you know, the Bears trading away Roquan Smith to the Ravens, who just love defense, and they're willing to pay for it. Roquan Smith's going to want an ass ton of money. And, and that's what state. I don't get. They have, And so is Lamar. So what, you're giving up a two and a five? It, somebody is going to get pegged with the franchise tag. That's what's going to happen, because you can't pay – both of those guys what you want and you're not giving up at a two and a five unless you think you can sign them so i suspect smith is playing under the franchise tag next year even though it's probably more more economical to long-term the linebacker than the quarterback right now right so depending on where that tag lands on the quarterback i could see them playing chicken with lamar jackson for the next two years i mean it's it's not not very wise with your quarterback because then you're just you're playing a Kirk Cousins route where eventually you're just pricing yourself out and then you soured the guy and he's never going to sign with you. Yeah. So who knows, but it's going to be interesting to see. So yeah, the first was, was Roquan Smith getting dealt out of Chicago along with everyone else. We got Robert Quinn pre deadline as well, which was a nice ad for us, but they're just breaking apart that team and acquiring as many picks as humanly possible. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it. And then the other just broke was TJ Hawkinson traded in division to the Minnesota Skull Vikings. That dude looks like he was destined to be a Viking. <laughs> just, you know, it just looks like it was it – was, it was inevitable. A lot, of, a lot of tight ends should be <laughs> – Yeah, right? Like a Hayden Hurst. He just screams Viking. Belchick, right? Belsage, like yeah, Alex uh, Anzalone. Right? Um, but, yeah, they gave up. They swapped, you know, picks the next two years. They gave, so, Detroit gave up a lot in addition to him. They like added a, they added picks and I was like, they added what? one. So yeah, it's like they moved from a third to a second in 23 and from a fourth to a third in 24. So I thought it's weird, but a lot of the NFL trades always seem weird to me. It's like, that's all you're, you got a seventh for this guy. Yeah. So, you know, that in conjunction with uh, Irv Smith, high ankle sprain to the highest magnitude. It's already <clears> said he's out eight to 10 weeks, which is the rest of the regular season. So the Vikings are going all in They're the class of the NFC North right now, as one of the two of us said early on when you shit on me about you know how I was blinded by the, the Lions hard knocks, I also said that the Vikings were going to easily win the division, and they will because the Packers stink, as we both said they would as well. So we can't, can't be right all the time, but you know when we are, we're going to scream it from the rooftop. So that, uh, that I think that puts a bell on trades and – I think significant injuries. I mean, we didn't talk about Jamar Chase last week, but because it wasn't really understood how bad it was. I lost a week because I sat Lamar Jackson in favor of Joe Barrow. 
before. Well, you didn't think this was going to stink anyway. Before the news broke that Chase wasn't, he mean, I think he didn't come back into the game last yes, week. Correct. Yeah, I mean, and he didn't even hurt it that week. He hurt it weeks prior. You know, so he was just aggravating it every time. So I literally lost a week on the on the strength of that, which was unfortunate. But yeah, Chase is out for four to six weeks as well as they try and let it rehab. They said it could be the year. Could be. Certainly could. Because it's going to determine if the Bengals keep sucking like they did last night. That was a train wreck game last night. I mean, it also hurt that I was sitting there watching Joe Barrow not will me to a victory uh, on top of it. So, um, yeah, that that hurt as well. But that offensive line is still just garbage. It's crazy. I can talk about, you know, gelling all they want. I mean, free rushers. Like, the, the Browns are just living in the backfield. The entire game, like whether pass or run, there was nothing was happening last night for the Bengals, and they weren't even trying. Like, how about a screen? How about we run some like jet motion shit? How about we get this ball out of Barrow's hand real quick? We'll try to take advantage of space. No, no, we're gonna run it out the middle and we're gonna five step drops for Joe Barrow. That's that's how we're gonna defuse this pass rush. Callahan stinks. He stunk last year. They had lightning in a bottle. That guy, that guy should have been fired after last year. And, and he's probably a terrible head coach. I know you hate I, I meant yes. both of them, but yes, I started Basically. with Callahan. Yeah, the, Callahan, they, Callahan's auto parts. Yep. That's, they both should be. Yeah. Let's 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 fix things in in Cincinnati before you get Joe Barrow killed. Oh. Big trade. Another trade. Big trade. Through. All right. Live response. Your your breaking news is the it's better than anything on CNN. Dun 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 dun. dun. The Chicago Bears. Oh no! Finally, get Justin Fields some help in the form of Chase Claypool. I, you hate Chase Claypool too. I know. And you no, think, I just don't. <sighs> I mean, listen, what? I'm. You're you knew they building? were trading him, right? They need to get Pickens on the field. Clearly, they had already paid Deontay. Building for the future, what did they give up? That's what I'm going to look for real quick. Like I don't, this, I just don't. This what? literally just ripped across my Bleacher Report timeline, so there might not even be. Okay, so let's go down this rabbit hole while you're looking it up. If you're building for the future, oh, why, second why round pick. A second? Probably one of the seconds they just. That's acquired. fucking insane. For we were just talking about how no one gets. Fair value for wide receivers. That guy's not worth a second. Um, yeah, I, the Bears are trading a 2023 second-round pick to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. A big move I mean, for Chicago. I'm Pittsburgh. Justin. I'll take that, too. But then, okay, then why you are you what? That's exactly where the, That's exactly where the Steelers draft all these guys. They're like, true ah, let's, let's get another one. <laughs> so why trade Rokon Smith? You have a, t- a shit ton of cap room next year. Why not ensure you have... One of the better defensive players in the league locked up long term. Why are you dumping him? I, 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 don't I mean, well, listen, I, I don't disagree with you, but we'll start with Roquan Smith wanted to be the top paid linebacker in the NFL. And he has a great name and he compiles a lot of stats, but his like ratings, whether you want to believe PFF or any of that type of shit the last couple of years, have been terrible. He, has, he hasn't been like, hmm. he's, he's, he's been one of those like compilers on a hmm. bad team. And, you know, and then the Bears went and gave him that contract, which doesn't, like, de-escalate. Wasn't that, like, there was, like, clauses where he could, like, lose money? They're, they pretty much just walked into a boardroom, slapped him in the face, put a blank piece of paper, or a piece of paper with $1 written on it, on the table, and said, sign it or get the fuck out. 
Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, he wasn't in the future there. I mean, you, you, first off, I mean, you don't pay was Claypool. That was rumored for a while too. Yeah, you don't no. pay linebackers. You just don't. Or pay edges. Edges in a three-four. That's fine. You don't pay linebackers. Linebackers and running backs, John. Right? You don't pay them. So. Interesting. Where is Clay? Is Claypool better than Mooney? Is he their one, or is Mooney the one? And he's the. Two I think it actually helps Mooney a lot because there was just. He, I agree. There's nothing else there. Nikhil I mean, Harry. I, we just talked about him. We just talked about Nikhil <laughs> Harry. I mean, it's an upgrade on Nikhil Harry, so it helps Justin Fields, and I think it helps Mooney as well. I, I do agree that the second round pick's probably a bit rich. They have a ton. Crazy. Of they just don't, you know, totally want to shit bag this quarterback with with nothing. So they pretty much traded what Roquan Smith for. Chase Claypool and a couple more picks. Eh. 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 I don't hate him as much as you do. I knew he needed to be out of Pittsburgh. Um, obviously, things just soured there. George Pickens is the truth. Now we're really going to get to see a, a full-time George Pickens. So, good. Good for everyone. Yeah, and he landed in a spot that you know he's going to get opportunity. So, yep, that's uh, the, the breakingness of breaking his news. So, where were we? We're going to jump into the divisions, and I guess since we're talking Pittsburgh, I'll just go AFC North to start. And what's funny is for for Pittsburgh, I wrote Claypool at 80% of snaps, Pickens at 86. For the first time, Pickens (laughs) outsnapped Claypool. He's probably about to get traded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So so, called it it, uh, before it happened. Najee Harris, despite everyone saying how much he sucks and how much better – like you said, looking at the advanced stats, Jalen Warren's been it's still a 70-30 split. Moving down to Baltimore. Yeah. Do you know Patrick Ricard is leading this team in backfield snaps by like a giant <laughs> margin? Yeah, well, it's because he just never leaves the field. Yeah, ball. he's not doing anything. He's got 16 you points. You also know he's over 300 pounds. 303. <laughs> a giant man. <laughs> Dancing bear. <laughs> but yeah, well, Gus Edwards banged up. Uh, Kenny Drake led the way again. Uh, did more than Justice Hill. So with Hill, even with Hill in there, it looks like <clears throat> Drake's backfield. Somebody to kind of keep an eye on. Demarcus Robinson, nothing amazing. Obviously, they've had some injuries to Bateman, but Robinson only had two games where he hasn't scored at all. But he's got thirty nine points halfway through the year with fifteen receptions. I, I played him in a league this week and he actually went off, but. If you're just not trying to catch a goose egg during these buys with any injuries start popping up, you could do a lot worse than putting him in there and just getting your two points and you're like, whew, better than a zero. But uh, Isaiah Likely, any update on Mark Andrews? Uh, only that he continues to upset me. Correct. So, yeah, Isaiah Likely uh, saw 67% of snaps. Josh Oliver, 50%. Um, obviously, keep an eye on the, the update with Andrews because he is banged up. And then Cleveland and Cincy, they played last night. Don't have all the snap share information just yet, but Chubb had another monster game. Uh, Cooper and Peoples-Jones are the only two in that receiving core worth anything. Kareem Hunt, four receptions, 72 total yards from scrimmage. Still playable, just a giant disappointment, but a lot of that's because Chubb's been so good. What are you going to do, take work from him and give it to Hunt? No, thank you. And moving on to Cincinnati, you mentioned what a shit show that was last night. Mixon ended up getting nine uh, nine targets and only eight carries. I mean, that game got out of hand, so that's probably a big part of that. But he led the team in targets. T. Higgins, kind of a disappointment. He did get in the end zone, but six only six targets. You'd think that would be higher with Jamar Chase out. Tyler Boyd uh, 
five targets. A lot of people were talking about Hayden Hurst kind of picking up some slack. He only saw four targets, did nothing with him. And my guy, I've been touting for a couple weeks, Michael Thomas. One target, no receptions. Hit the bricks, bum. Terrible one mistake. One yeah, drop. time to drop him. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he dropped. No, he, one he dropped one, and you yeah. drop him. Yeah. All right, listen. As someone who watched that game last night, oh, I mean, Joe Mixon had nine targets because literally it was Joe Burrow snap ball, throw ball to the closest player, and Mixon was on the field last. So it was a lot of like literally like two and three yard gains. I mean, that's the that's why it was like it was whatever it was. Seven catches for 20-some yards. It was disgusting. And every time he got a carry, literally it was like Mixon does that kind of like Le'Veon Bell like hesitation step and gets hit by three uh, Cleveland Browns. It was ugly. Uh, T. Higgins, 50-50 ball, like mossed the defender with a little bit of an OPI to get him there. But that's what got him his 41-yard touchdown. The only one that looked half competent in that entire offense was Tyler Boyd. The, the entire game, like looked like he was separating. He, he just, he looked apart. The rest of them broken, <laughs> broken. You didn't even mention Kareem Hunt. He got a ton of work too. A lot of people are saying that they're trying, they were trying to showcase him. I'm like, well, you're also risking getting him hurt. You also yeah. didn't play him the two weeks prior at all. So what, what were you doing then? <laughs> the, the shit had changed now, but he had like 15 touches. He, he didn't look special. Um, he's the superior pass catcher, but. Uh, any carry you don't give to Nick Chubb in the Browns offense is a suboptimal carry. It is. I don't care what, yeah. what Kareem Hunt yeah. does. I do not care. I want Nick Chubb to get those carries <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> Plus EV handing Nick Chubb the ball. But, you know, not, neither here nor there for those guys. All right, so you went north, so I'm going to go north as well, right? And uh, Vikings, I just first I wrote, I called it. We already discussed this. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Hasn't scored since week one of the NFL season. Listen, I got that guy. Crazy is that? In a guillotine league, and I was so excited. I had him and Chase, and that team got bumped in week three. I have a league where I have Chase and Jefferson. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've made a lot of – that's the league. Remember I was talking to you about trading for Derrick Henry? Am I going all in? I moved like a layer in a – what, like a second? We all know how I feel about Alaire, but I've, I've been treading water there, and it's now Chase's out, and Jefferson's just looking just like a front-of-the-mill wide receiver, too, since week one. He has the same amount of TDs on the season as Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne. Yep. Okay. Which also means that Kirk Cousins is not throwing touchdowns quite to the degree that I had envisioned. I thought Kirk Cousins was uh, you know, easily threatened for a top-type quarterback year, but hasn't materialized. Dalvin Cook, still Dalvin Cook, kind of back to health. He's marginalizing Alexander Madison again. And then we already discussed Irv Smith injury, insert TJ Hawkinson. Should help the offense. It has to draw away some targets from the receivers because Hawkinson will command targets in this offense. It won't be right away, but he will. He's he's better than Johnny Mund. No no disrespect (laughs) to Johnny Mund. Which they they played at Arizona, right? What, this past week? Yeah, they just did. Yeah, yeah. So Minnesota or Arizona is one of the worst teams against tight ends, and I've played people against them a couple weeks in a row, <laughs> and it's always been like this second string bum. Like it should have been Irv, and it ends up being Johnny Munt. And I know a couple weeks ago that happened to Arizona. So keep an eye on the team's tight end twos against Arizona because maybe they defend the tight end one good, but the tight end twos have been getting these uh, 
decent games against them. So it's yeah. Well, you're gonna love screwing their, up their stacks up then because uh, the Cardinals play the Seahawks. So if we're talking about the tight end too, it's no fan. <laughs> That's, yeah, he's gonna have his game. Colby Parkinson. Yeah, let's go three deep. Uh, we we discussed that before. Um, so that's the Vikings. You know, nothing changed. Just little addition. Hopefully, gets Kirk Cousins really, really firing. As far as the Packers, they stink. <laughs> Called that as well, right? Um, so sixty-seven percent Aaron Jones, forty-two percent AJ Dillon. They ran the ball super effective against the Bills. And it's probably because the Bills like whatever. You want to you know, run it for five yards a clip? That's <laughs> knock yourselves out. 20 for 143 for Aaron Jones, 10 for 54 for A.J. Dillon. So we're talking north of seven and five yards per carry, respectively, for those two. But neither of them got in the end zone, so who the fuck cares? This Green Bay stinks. Christian Watson returned and was concussed six snaps in. That guy, I'm calling it right now, and I'm just not trying to be disrespectful Christian Watson. He's never going to happen. He's ever. He's never, ever going to happen. It's, it's, it's done. The, team, the team looked disgusted. Did you see the play he got hurt on? Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was like, (laughs) he wasn't even like concerned he was hurt. He was more disgusted. Listen, Aaron Rodgers, one of a kind. Lastly, Samari Torrey logged 33 snaps the last week and, quote, made a play this week, which was Aaron Rodgers' big thing. Go out there and, you know, make a play, make people remember your name stuff. Well, they're running out of bodies in Green Bay. So Samari Torrey could see snaps because it's not Sammy Watkins. Now Christian Watson's out. Same, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Randall Cobb's out. Dayton, he still doesn't like Romeo Dubs, even though he made this ridiculous twisting reception that looked largely unnecessary. All the movements he was making before he caught it, but he pulled it in. So we had a Romeo Dubs sighting, but the Packers are just trash. I mean, I don't, even if they add a receiver, everyone's like, oh, Packers got to add a receiver. They're not one receiver away. I'm sorry. They're, they're, They're not. They're not a, they're not a Brandon Cooks away. From from being a playoff team, I just fundamentally disagree. The Packers need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Chicago Bears already talked about Chicago Bears added a Chase Claypool, which just lets me know the sixty three percent snap share that Nikhil Harry had this past week is a is a one and done. But he did have two for twenty four and a touchdown. So who knows? Maybe maybe we're gonna see a Nikhil Harry Chase Claypool battle for the wide receiver too in Chicago. What I do know. Is that uh, 70% David Montgomery to 28, 28% Khalil Herbert is just wrong in, in every way humanly possible. 15 for 53 rushing for Montgomery, 16 for 99 and a touchdown for Herbert. Now, I know all carries aren't created equal, but neither are these running backs. Khalil Herbert is better than David Montgomery. I'm hearing rumors mm-hmm. that Montgomery could be traded. Good. Trade him. I need to see a full Khalil Herbert. Because a full clear Herbert could be a low end, tight, uh, low end running back one this year. Oh, for sure. He's, he's that good. Debatable. Yeah. He's that good. And then last and certainly least, the lowly Detroit Lions. DeAndre Swift comes back, plays 55% of snaps. Could have fooled me. Sure didn't seem like it. 37% for Jamal Williams. 8% for Craig Reynolds. Got to gotta cram in those 8% Craig Reynolds <laughs> snaps uh, at the end of the day. Amon Rosane Brown played 95% of steps, put up another 7 for 69. The dude just churns out PPR points even in a bad spot. And now they lost TJ Hawkinson. So St. Brown's going to get even more targets because remember last year when we had this conversation, what kind of preempted the age, the, the Amon Rosane Brown breakout? Uh, DeAndre Swift getting hurt and TJ Hawkinson being out. And it was, who else are they going to throw to? Well, yeah. buckle up, John. Shark, Shark's still out, isn't he? He's on IR. 
Yeah, he's not. So. He's not just. He's just not out. <laughs> he's out yeah. out. So yes, Amon Ross and Brown will see fifteen plus targets in week nine. Mm, you're and correct. he might be the wide receiver one overall this week. There's a world. Entirely possible. Right, so there's my north. So I'm going to go, I guess, north, south, east, west today. I'm going south. Houston, uh, Brandon Cooks has been leading this team in, in target in, uh, snaps. Sorry, 362 on the year. Nobody's even close. Nico Collins missed a few games. He's 251. Chris Moore, 208. Philip Dorsett, 119. And Chris Conley, 30. The only reason I'm bringing this up is Cooks is once again rumored to be on the trade block. So r- roll the dice. Which one of those you think might emerge as is a target in this offense? You With think Brandon Co- Cooks has ever bought a house in his life? Just a, just a renter. He should just rent. Just like, I can't <laughs> deal with this shit anymore. These transactions. <laughs> Realtor <God>. fees. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Collins is already rostered in all your leagues, but might be worth well, it's not going to matter anymore because today's the trade deadline. So if it happens, it doesn't happen. But Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett, Chris Conley are the only names to kind of keep an eye on for waivers this week. But if that trade happens, those guys might have a little role. Um, Indianapolis Colts, <clears throat> Sam Erlinger. Look at me. Got it right. 17 to 23, 79% completion rate, only 201 yards, no touchdowns, no INTs. Well, that means with the new guy in there, they must have heavily leaned on Jonathan Taylor. No, 16 carries, one target, 76 yards, and a fumble. They just stink. They 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 don't use their personnel properly. I've always been a Frank Reich fan, even when he was a quarterback. And now I, I that guy's just garbaggio. Uh, Taylor, 70% of snaps to Hines, 30. And then at wide receiver, um, Pierce ended up having the best stat line, even though he had was third in snaps. But Alec Pierce, three for 65. Uh, Pittman, seven for 53, but he got targeted quite a bit. Pierce Campbell, only two catches for 43. <clears throat> We've said this before when other backup quarterbacks get in, kind of see who they've maybe been practicing with, you know, with the, with the second team. And it could be Alec Pierce. I could see a world where Pierce and Ellinger kind of have a connection, but need more than one game to make that decision. But it's worth keeping an eye on. Tennessee. The Malik Willis experience. Game one, I give it thumbs down. <laughs> Ten attempts. He only threw the ball once in the second half. He had six completions, sacked three times, one interception. And then the, the thing is, he, oh, a dual third guy, ran five times for only 12 yards. I, I get its game script against Houston. They kind of have a way they win games here. Derrick Henry, 210 again. Two touchdowns again. The That's insane. Uh, that's literally insane. I mean, it's guaranteed he's go for two bills and at least one touchdown every time he suits off against the Texans. So I saw a stat. It said uh, history of players with 200 yard and two touchdown <laughs> games. Derrick Henry is the leader with six. Do you There's know who all... is? No, go ahead. Do you know who is second place with four? 200 with two touchdowns. It's kind of a trick question. Is Derrick Henry against the Texans? Derrick Henry just playing the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> so he just <laughs> mauls him. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I loved it. And then uh, moving down to Jacksonville, Travis Etienne got the full load, 79% snaps here, 24 Hello. carries, gave him a big workload, 156 yards, did get in the end zone, three for three in the passing game, only six yards. Be what it be. Snoop Connor only got one uh, snap. Jamichael Hasty four carries and four targets, so he seems to be the number two. We'll, we'll kind of see how that 
shakes out going forward. It's not like Hasty's good, but he, he did get touched the ball eight times. And then uh, Marvin Jones is just done. It's all Kirk. It's all Zay Jones. Marvin Jones, no catches, three targets. He's been a – not that you expected big things from him, but he's not even playable in your flex at this point. He's going to make a miraculous catch next week. This is what he does. It'll be like a sick, like one-handed two-toe tap catch by the sideline for eight-yard gain. But <clears throat> regardless, and he didn't mention Evan Ingram at all. Evan Ingram has found his way into starting tight end territory. And his role I've been playing good. him all year. Yeah, his role, but he wasn't good all year. His roles, he's finally starting to see some production. All right, from from your south to my south. Okay, Buccaneers stink. We were just talking about that too. I mean, let's just just keep this train going. But these washed up has been quarterbacks <laughs> dragging their teams down into the oblivion. All right. So um Leonard Fournette saw 72% of the carries or shot white, 26%. Lenny saved his day with a first quarter touchdown, which apparently the Buccaneers don't score. They're just like my Eagles, where they just don't score the first quarter. Well, it was all downhill from there. Um, just nightmare. Uh, game for them. Mike Evans played 100% of snaps. Chris Godwin played 97% of snaps. Julio Jones played 57% of snaps and caught a junk time touchdown. So good for the 0% of people to start at Julio Jones on that Thursday <laughs> night football game. Kate Ottens played 97% of snaps and had a touchdown call back on what I think was a bullshit penalty. Nonetheless, Kate Ottens still getting the snaps. Yeah. Is going to get opportunity in that offense. Carolina Panthers, I referenced Donta Foreman. He's played 54 and 68% of snaps the last two weeks. Obviously, the, the snap increase was due to no Chuba Hubbard in week eight. Donta Foreman's rushing line the last two weeks, 41 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. I know that sounds like a one-week Derrick Henry versus the Houston Texans stat line, but nonetheless, super impressive what Donta Foreman has been able to do. He looked good last year as a Titan as well. I know yeah. it took him forever with the Achilles, but he has looked good. The last two seasons, I thought he was for sure going to be the backup to McCaffrey, and he was not. It was Chuba Hubbard. So he was still the third banana. Hopefully, he's pushing past Chuba Hubbard at this point in time because this guy deserves a feature role for the rest of the season. Yeah. Your boy, Terrace Marshall, has played 86% mm-hmm. and 93% mm-hmm. of snaps the past two weeks, i.e. post-Robbie Anderson, and has put up six receptions for 118 scoreless yards those two weeks. Might not sound good, but pretty much P.J. Walker throws it to D.J. Moore and no one else. So to even get there the last two weeks, signs of life for Terrace Marshall. He is not dead yet. I'm just really curious as to why he was so buried before all this. I mean, Joe Brady couldn't get his ass on the field. Joe Brady was largely the reason that he got brought to Carolina from LSU. So quite curious about Terrace Marshall. I mean, like Robbie Anderson was lighting the world on fire to keep him, <laughs> keep him off. Yeah, right. And Robbie is just total a-hole too, right? Just, just like a fire starter. DJ Moore, last two weeks, 13 for 221 and two. All it took was PJ Walker, which prompted the trick-or-treat question at the beginning. But oh, DJ Moore, thank God, because I was railing about DJ Moore this year, and it was looking bad. And it oh, could get yeah, ugly I mean, quick again, right, if they go to Darnold or go back to Baker at some point. But yeah, so long as PJ Walker's under center, I know we're going to get a huge target share. If you're Carolina, you just you have to keep Walker in there, right? I mean, you know what? You have you enough wanna... film on Mayfield. You have enough from last year on Darnold. You know what you have there. I mean, it's We're a trying to win or lose games, John. What are we doing? They want to win next year. 
Okay. Let's so see. who is to... their quarterback of the future? It's sure to... the fuck ain't Mayfield, and it's sure Not ain't him. Darnold. It ain't him. It could be Walker. No? Zero. Zero. I mean, he could be their backup next year. They're drafting a quarterback. They have to. I mean, it's, 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 they have to. That's why they got to bottom out. And right now, they have the second-worst record in the NFC. So they got to keep losing. And oddly enough, I think P.J. Walker gives them a better chance to win. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't know that that's what they the, want. The, the irony is you have second-worst record in the NFC. Had they pulled it out, they'd be a division leader heading to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how bad this division is. So speaking of, let's talk about those Saints. Alvin Kamara just butt-whooped the, the Vegas Raiders. Alvin Kamara saw 72% of the snaps, 82% of the carries, and 30% of the targets in route to his monster three-touchdown performance. Like, vintage Alvin Kamara. It's his second, second biggest beating tied to Las Vegas in the last year. <laughs> Chris Olave only played 58% of snaps. He wasn't even the snap leader at wide receivers. Traquan Smith. This is just still just a, a wacky, a wacky wide receiver room. And that has nothing to do with Michael Thomas or Jarvis Lager because neither of those dudes have suited up in over like a month yeah. at this point in time. So they're just duct taping prayers for those Saints. Let's, let, let's chop the legs out from under them, get those losses up so my Eagles can get a higher draft pick. Still not a good team, but nice win against the lowly Raiders this past week. Lastly, the Atlanta Falcons just playing in a shootout, just shootout with the Panthers. Quarter L Patterson can return this week, and uh, no one is in control of this backfield. So, can we please just insert Quarter L Patterson back into this? We are going to run it no matter what offense, and then move Algier to like the the one B role. We need Quarter L Patterson back in our lives. So, just real. There's no real excitement in this Atlanta offense. Like they're getting it done, but it sucks. All right. This is the first week that either Tyler Algier or Caleb Huntley has logged a reception. Huntley hasn't had a reception? Neither. Wow. Oh, I'm thinking Avery Williamson. He got some receptions. It was all. And if you think about it, right after the Falcons don't throw to the running back, and I said, or anyone else for that matter. But they do not target the running back position. It was scary. I mean, even the first couple weeks, Patterson wasn't seeing any receptions either. They do not throw the, this is like they're literally taking the Titans offense pre throwing Derrick Henry passes and moving it into Atlanta because they don't want again, they throw it like 15 times a game. Do you, you and, chalk it up to scheme or Mariota? Schemeota. <laughs> right. They're both to blame. They're trying to hide Mariota and they're winning games in the process, which doesn't really seem to be helping anyone because you should probably be starting Desmond Ritter. We both already said this, because you're not winning the Super Bowl this year, so why are you trying to win the division? You win the division, you get worse draft picks. You get worse draft picks. You get your schedule players. next year. You're just, you're just, you're fucking this up for everyone. I mean, you either, either got to bottom out or go for the glory, and there's no glory. For this <laughs> Kyle Pitts, five for 80 and a touchdown. Great to see. On the season, he has one other game with five receptions. He has one other game with 80-plus yards receiving, and he has one other touchdown this year. It's, those, a, those statements were more impressive than his stat line this past week. Is Just, there a place where we could see what percentage of leagues he was started in? Egregiously. I'm sure we could. Yeah. We could, sure we, we could figure that low. out. I'm sure it's low. People had had enough. 
But it's, we've usually finished with the Falcons, ironically, and they're not the worst in the division anymore. It's just who's on the bottom of my sheet. But since we went north-south, they're not the end for us. So where are we going now, John, east or west? Uh, I'm going to go east, I guess, because my west is pretty light. Uh, Miami, all, all Raheem Mostert out of the backfield like it's been. All Hill, all Waddle. I think through uh, eight weeks, Hill and Waddle have the most receiving yards for a duo in NFL history. So it, and similar to, like we said years ago with the Chiefs, very narrow distribution here. It's fantastic. Hill, Waddle, Mostert, and get a little sprinkling of Jacecki in your life, and you're you're in pretty good shape. Buffalo coming off the bye. Uh, Zach Moss totally out. Before the bye, no snaps. Then the bye this week, no snaps. He's the odd man out. Uh, Cook's snaps have been ticking up a bit. See what happens there. And at wide receiver, it's all, it's all Gabe Davis. It's all Stephon Diggs. McKenzie is a distant three, but if you feel either one of those guys might get dinged up at some point, McKenzie's going to be the, the next man up for that team, even though uh, Khalil Shakur has splashed a bit here and there. Moving definitely down to the Jets, who laid a stinker. Um, Brees Hall? Well, yeah. Michael Carter, <clears throat> Michael Carter, 56% of snaps. Ty Johnson, 32. James Robinson, first game, 22% probably about where you thought it would be. It'll be interesting to see in a, in a couple of weeks how they integrate Johnson into this offense a little more as he gets more comfortable. Garrett Wilson, 88% of snaps through the roof, highest by a, by a mile this year. Braxton Berrios, 51%. The emergence of Denzel Mims, finally, 75% snap cheer. All came at the expense of Elijah Moore, oh. only 17%. So 10 snaps. Uh, they hate him, and they're... N- refuse to trade him so he is going to be buried it's probably better for him because he's getting shit targets from wilson who looks terrible another uh, interesting note going back to running back for one second they did activate zonovan knight for the first time that was a, a guy me and you kind of liked as a deep sleeper coming in he didn't see any work so it'll be interesting to see if they end up getting him involved not sure why they activate him they had three running backs on the roster it wasn't like he was gonna sneak his way in there anyway. So I'm curious what that was all about. And last, and certainly not least, because I already did the Jets, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, the rumor was him and Zappi were going to possibly split work again. Jones started the game, looked like shit, but he ended up seeing 100% of snap share. With Damian Harris back, Stevenson, and he's still 60-40 split for Stevenson, but Stevenson's getting all the quality fantasy work. Tyquan Thornton, when he came back from injury, 42%, 57, 85, and 78. So he's part of the offense. The problem is the offense sucks. So he's out there. If you think he might be the next man up, worth snatching. Uh, Devontae Parker, 1%. I didn't see if he got hurt. Yeah, he did. Okay. Shocking. That's what he does. In his absence, Kendrick Bourne finally saw 69% of snaps. That's his high on the year. So it looks like. Bourne's just been waiting in the wings for somebody ahead of him to get hurt. There was rumors he wanted to get traded because they weren't using him. But if Parker's out, it looks like Bourne is going to be the the uh, beneficiary there. But that's it for the North. Not a ton of fantasy interest there, except nothing good. Lots of bad stuff. More down. Parker out. Thornton treading water. The very meh top to bottom. Yeah, and, and I, I was talking to my buddy about this, and I, you know, don't uh... – don't be upset about the production or lack thereof of the Bills offense, right? Because as I was looking at this game, when you're looking at the box score, the uh, Green Bay Packers had the ball for 33 minutes and 48 seconds in the game on Sunday Night Football. So that's for those math challenges. Just over 26 minutes time of possession for the Bills. 
which led to only, what was it, uh, 27, 25 pass attempts for Josh Allen. So, you know, you got a nice touchdown on Stephon Diggs. You did get targets, although they weren't fruitful to Gabe Davis, but they just never had the ball. You know, so I do think better days are ahead, but they play tight matchups against, I guess what we would say are, are good teams <laughs> and Green Bay. But, yeah, they couldn't find a way to cover the 10 and a half. Lost by the hook, but did just want to mention that. So, from your east to my east, Eagles. Oh, 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 give me the chills. All right. So, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas got it all logged. Low snap counts due to the game script. Didn't stop A.J. Brown from having a monster, but all three of his touchdowns were in the first half. Was kind of limited. We saw the targets to Devonta Smith, but not the production. Goddard gave you a decent PPR day as a tight end. Miles Sanders got in the end zone. So we're, you know, we're happy by and large with, with how everything went. Hertz threw four touchdowns in week eight and had six total passing touchdowns in his other six starts this season. So I still am, and you know me, John, I'm, I'm still lurking in the weeds, right? <laughs> Just like pop out of his own, like, what about the other six weeks? Well, you know, he was more effective running the ball um, in those weeks. But still, I mean, 40% of his touchdown production has come in passing touchdown production came in one week against a suspect pass defense. So I'm just still have this like, do it against someone good. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and that wasn't the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. A.J. Brown's target totals in that same period of time, 13, 8, 10, 7, 7, 8, 11. A 31.5% target share on the season. Alpha treatment. Alphas being alphas. Just is what it is. Passes get thrown to him, Devonta Smith, and Dallas got it. No one else. He got a random pass. Zach Passel did score a touchdown. That was second half touchdown. Every once in a while, Quez Watkins deep ball. They barely throw it to the running backs. They don't throw it really to any tight ends other than Goddard. It is talk about concentrated, and they're all value. Um as far as fantasy is concerned, they remind me a bit of Cincinnati last year. Like the, Philly gives off the vibe, especially now that they're, they're what seven and oh, Ooh, I, I, like, I like where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, no, I think they think they can win now, which I think that confidence is good for football teams. So I, I, I think they're going to run off some wins to wrap up the year. I, I if I had to pick a team to go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be the Eagles right now. Yeah, I have a little, Eagles bills. I have a little bet. Well, two things. It's funny you said that. Right? Two pre, two bets before the season, and one was that the Super Bowl will be the Eagles against the Bills, mm. and two was that the Eagles will have the most wins in the NFL this season. I mean, right now, so far, collision right? course, right? There's yeah. the payouts getting almost to a point where I'm like, I should just probably take it, <laughs> right? Just sit and wait for something bad to happen. But Eagles also play the Texans in Houston this week, and they are currently a 13 point fave. So. Keep rolling up those 13? W's. That's it? It's in Texas. It was in I Houston. don't get it. All right, so 16. And it's, there's a 45-point total, so they're pretty much saying it's going to be like an Eagles-ish game where they win at like 28 to 13 type thing. Should fucking be closer to 21. Should be 18. <laughs> Listen, you can't you can't really do that in today's NFL, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my greatest bets of all time was uh, when Jacksonville was super terrible and Seattle was super good. They were a 21.5-point favorite and Jackson was playing three straight road games. I pounded it and they, they covered. There you go. See, you just, you just don't give NFL teams 21 points. It could happen, but 
No, Seattle covered the 21. Did they? they beat the dog shit out of them, yeah. Oh, wow. Ballsy on your behalf. All right. Well, it's only 13, so pound it, job. Yeah, here in Vegas. Knock yourself out. I think I might. Not First part of the year. Not that you can't gamble just about anywhere at this point in time. But. True story. Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard, 53% snap share, was actually less than in week seven. But then Really? Yeah. yeah That's a good they, one. They were smacking the Bears around. So 14 for 131 and three on the ground. Full disclosure, Bears are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Tis what it is. Getting worse with Rob Smith there. Yeah. yeah. You put Chase Claypool at middle linebacker. But <laughs> it's not going to get any better. But, you know, we've already talked about Jerry Jones is stubborn and doesn't know football. So Tony Pollard is going to fall back into the lesser half of a committee. And is what it is. But um, outside of that, the only other thing of note was that uh, it's kind of the return of Dalton Schultz. The last two weeks, he's 11 for 123 in his stat line. Hasn't scored yet. Touchdowns have been going other tight ends. But that's with the, the return. It's in conjunction with the return of Dak, so which, you know, Dak is the one that was just force feeding him last year. And I think that's ultimately going to happen so long as he can stay on the field. So you might get like a second half of the season, Dalton Schultz surge with Dak Prescott on the, back under center. What happened to Gallup? Well, he, he actually caught a pass this week, unlike oh, the, the, the week prior. But I mean, it's pretty much CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz are the top. Noah team. Brown. What is yeah, that about? That's the enraging part. Yeah, well, listen, he's been playing well. The New York Giants. Saquon Barkley had his worst statistical game of the season and still logged 15.2 PPR points. <laughs> that's just Amazing. insane. Just the, the workload this guy is getting is just bonkers. Wondell did disappoint three targets, two for 15. Uh, it was Darius Slayton, who was the pass catcher you wanted. I did reference Darius Slayton, I believe, on this episode last week as someone you should go out and get because they're just precious few bodies left yeah. on the team. But better days are ahead for Wondell. Lastly, the Washington Commanders. Let me know if you've heard this story before. Antonio Gibson, 36% of snaps. J.D. McKissick, 36% of snaps. Brian Robinson, 25% of snaps. God, just a nightmare. But let me tell you the fantasy <clears throat> points, John, okay? We'll work. We'll, I, we'll know, go. I know where this is going. We'll go from the bottom up. Brian Robinson, two PPR points. J.D. McKissick, five PPR points. Antonio Gibson, 20.7 PPR points on the week. He seems like he's actually taken the pass-catching role from McKissick. Which is what we've wanted, and he's amazing. Should have had it all along. What would have made sense is if they didn't re-sign McKissick. The real problem is that they thought they needed to re-sign McKissick. I guess they didn't know what Brian Robinson sure. was going to be, or they were even going to draft him, whatever. But if you were going to target running back, let McKissick go. Let Gibson fall into the change of pace, 8 to 10 carries, and all the pass-catching shit, and let Brian Robinson be your between-the-tackles grinder. But insane that it's just Gibson. Week after week after week after week after week since Brian Robinson's come back. And he, he at least saw a bigger snap percentage than Robinson this does, week. Does he get to double-digit touchdowns again, as he, he does every year? I mean, it's just in his DNA. That's all he does. <laughs> get end zone. All right, your boy Terry McLaurin has eight targets in each of Ty- Taylor Heineke's two starts, and his stat lines are five for 73-1 and one and six for 113 and one inch from another touchdown. Uh, I mean, it's just – he loves him some Taylor Heideke. He's he's okay with <laughs> just that run uh, with uh, 
Carson Wentz out for a few weeks with the broken finger. So not a, not a ton. Nothing's really changed other than the fact that, you know, the Cow- Cowboys running back one finally showed his true colors and it doesn't matter. And that the commanders still are running a full fledged RBBC when week in and week out, the best running back keeps just waving to him. Yeah. As he's running by defenses. It's not even close. No, <laughs> no, I, I don't know a bigger split than reality versus perception. Other than in Dallas, where they keep saying that Zeke's better wow. than Tony Bard, but at least uh, at least Tony Bard's get like a forty percent every week. That it? That's East for you? That's it, John. Going west. This will be quick. Chargers on the bye. Yep. Chiefs on the bye. Yep. Denver fucking stinks. Melvin Gordon, uh, Latavius Murray. Since Murray's been there, kind of splitting it fifty-five forty-five uh, with Gordon leading the way in snaps, but Murray is obviously the better football player and better fantasy back. I, I've had to. Sneak him in a few lineups, and I've been pretty happy with the results. And and Dulcich is a tight end one to close out the year. It's not even close. We mentioned him weeks ago, snatching him up when he was free. Now you're going to have to pay a shit ton to get him. But it, it's – that whole offense is a disaster anyway. It's hard to trust anyone. But, you know, tight end, tight end points are hard to come by anyway. Dulcich is still playable. Judy had a nice game. Sutton kind of vanished again. It, until things – are in order there. It's hard to trust anyone on this offense except Daltrich and Latavius Murray. Let that sink in. <laughs> and then a perfect last and certainly least for me, the Las Vegas Raiders. Their car stinks. I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier with possi- with the possibility of uh, Claypool getting traded with just looking at the snapshot. Josh Jacobson rumored to possibly be a, a trade candidate. Amir Abdullah saw, suddenly saw 34% of snaps. His year high was 21. Didn't do much with them, but just interesting to notice he was on the field a little bit more. Uh, Mac Hollins and Hunter Renfro outsnapped Devontae Adams, so good thing you pumped all the money towards that guy. I think he caught one for three yards or something horrific like that. And Foster Moreau with Waller out saw 100% of snaps, did nothing with it. That offense is abysmal. Um, people should possibly stop hiring Patriots uh, coaches from the Patriot tree. It has not worked out. And, you know, especially being in Vegas, people were like, this team was good last year. We have Super Bowl aspirations. And I never saw it. I don't know where people thought, especially with the arms race that was going on with the Chargers and Chiefs and, and Denver in the offseason, even though nothing worked out in Denver, how the Raiders thought they weren't going to be last is nuts to me. So this team stinks. Uh, I'm expecting something to happen today in the trade market. We'll see what happens, but good luck trusting them. It's Josh Jacobs or bust. And, and obviously if you have Devontae Adams, you're putting him in every week, except you're tied to Derek Carr and the shitty offense. So he's not the locked in wide receiver one you you've been accustomed to. It's pretty hard to get shut out in the modern NFL. You actually have to contribute. To be in shutout. <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to, it's insane. What do you, you, you always have in front of you? What do, where do we have the Raiders record? We all have this. this what did we pick it as? I, I know I mistakenly had the Broncos, I think, winning the division. But. Oh, I think we both did. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. You and Denver. <laughs> I had Denver 12 and 5. You had Denver 13 and 4. Yeah. Raiders, I had five and twelve. You had nine and eight. 
Actually, I'll stink. I had the Raiders nine and eight. Yeah, still they last. Were, we last. both had them last. Goodness. Well, you can still get there with the with the Broncos if they run the table. You you can get to your twelve and five. <laughs> but <laughs> what percentage? What percentage do you give them of doing it? Zero. Negative one. <laughs> you're thinking you're saying like one or two. <laughs> Absolutely not. I've watched them play. All right. Let's finish strong in the West. All right. Uh, the Rams stink. The, one of the strongest quick. Super Bowl hangovers. I don't know what the fuck they were drinking, no. but whew. The, starting with the Rams, did you see the Cam Akers tweet today? No. He just tweeted, I miss playing football. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the irony. I truly believe that. I, he just wants to play, and he's saying it yeah. all the time. He's like, just, just sit me on the sideline. Like You're acting like Daryl Henders is better than me. Like, <clears throat> I'm the problem here. Achilles might not be fully healed, but there's, it's, that's nuts. Yeah, that's the malcontent, the guy that wants to play, wants, wants to be on the field. I wants to contribute. You. Yeah, that's like Elijah Moore. Yeah, that, that, that's the problem with the NFL, these guys. Um, Cooper Cup got hurt on a meaningless play at the end of the game, but you know, it's already come out that he's avoided, you know, like significant injury or worst case scenario, whatever it may be. But the fact he was even still in the game at that point is just malfeasance by Sean McVay. I mean, everyone should have been out. At that point, running back snaps, Daryl Henderson, 41%, Malcolm Brown, 22%, someone named Ronnie Rivers, 36%, that? 36%. They just, they hate Daryl Henderson. Somehow they hate Cam Akers more. They hate Daryl Henderson too. There's just anyone, but, and we're already hearing Kyron Williams, right? It's, you know, he's lurking in the background. He's going to take this whole backfield over. The second half of the season, that's going to fix everything. <laughs> you know, the slow, undersized running back from Notre Dame is going to fix everything that's wrong with the L.A. Rams. Um, almost seems like they're just cutting off their nose to spite their face at this point. Like, uh, just, this this falling out with Cam Akers. Release him, please. I mean, no one's going to give you shit for him at this point in time. You already got your money. You already got something for him. You're good. They're going to release him today. It would be my assumption. You know, in advance. Think it outright release. I mean, there's got to be some reason to do it. We can just hold him inactive, as like hold him hostage. I mean, once the trade deadline's passed, on this there's, no sense, there's no sense in keeping him, right? If you pass the trade deadline, I mean, now you're just paying him to not play. So I would think if they can't find a trade partner, he might be released tomorrow. But hmm. yeah, whatever. 49ers, Ooh, 81% of snaps for uh, Christian McCaffrey. 81. Boom. Tasty. One, one, one weekend. And uh, I'm pretty sure I said who was going to suffer the most. And I said Kyle Juszczyk uh, was going to be the one who was marginalized. And I did. Zero snaps for Juszczyk. Do you know Juszczyk was on the f- shattered his hand? Because he was inactive. Yeah. He didn't let me finish my sentence. <laughs> but still. <laughs> facts are facts, John. Zero percent sure snaps for Juszczyk. Didn't get on the field. 81% for, Kyle, for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Debo is out and IU played 98% of snaps and this was Kittle's first hundred percent snap game of the season. So they just had all their war horses out there as I saw their, uh, beautiful tweet, which was the silence of the Rams. You got to go well, look funny. that up. The 49ers like tweet it was, it was beautiful. Um, they are the class of the West right now. No disrespect to the Seattle Seahawks, uh, but Travis Homer came back and immediately supplanted DJ Dallas as the running back, too. They never, they just don't like DJ Dallas uh, at all. They just couldn't wait for Travis Homer to come back. So they could not give DJ Dallas any work. Tyler Lockett, 69% of steps, five for 63 and one, and could have had a monster game. 
And DK Metcalf, 63% of snaps, somehow, miraculously, five for, sorry, six for 55 and one. I sat him in a league where, again, if I would have started him, I would have won the week, but I was not willing to go to the well with a guy with a patella tendon injury and assuming limited snaps, but he produced uh, at the end of the day. So now I will go back to the well for DK this week, and he's going to give me like a three for 28 and nothing. (laughs) Stat line. Last and somehow least, yes, the Arizona Cardinals find ways to snatch defeat in the jaws of victory. And they did so by targeting DeAndre Hopkins 27 times in the first two weeks back. And he's turned that into 22 catches for 262 yards and one touchdown. Just all Hopkins all the time. Conversely, Zach Ertz had seen 10 plus targets in four or six games before DeAndre Hopkins returned from his suspension. Zach Ertz has nine targets combined in the last two weeks. So you want to know who's really feeling the feeling the, the touch squeeze? Good old Zach Ertz is the one who's not seen any targets. Rondo Moore had a decent game after he had a disappointing game, and the running backs didn't do shit because they fell behind the Vikings and had to throw the ball. So Kyler Murray volumed his way into a decent week, and it was largely because he was just pumping it into DeAndre Hopkins as much as humanly possible. And that is my West. You got me to go on Twitter and look up this Niners tweet, the silence of the Rams, and it's fantastic. And the first reply is even better. Somebody oh. said it places the motion in the backfield. <laughs> those are two winners back to back. I love it. Listen. <clears throat> yeah. Good job, Sarah, man. But yes, that was a, that was a quality tweet. I'm going to go and like Cam Akers tweet right after this podcast as well. I, I retweeted it somewhere. Um, free, free Cam. So anyone for waivers? I thought this week was kind of... <clears throat> You know, we're talking waivers two weeks out is kind of the way we've been doing this. And even short term, there's nobody I like. I mentioned Demarcus Robinson earlier with Detroit dealing Hawkinson. As far as I can tell, the next man up is someone named Barack Wright. Wright. And then and then Kate Otten, we've been talking about for weeks. I don't know what his ownership is, but that's about it. Pickens are pretty slim right now, and there wasn't a lot of. Shake up anywhere. I mean, we'll we'll see again with the, with the trades how things kind of play out. That may change waivers a bit here, but this is probably the least exciting week that I've looked at for oh, waivers. It's yeah, it's it's only going to get worse, John, as we go through the season with injuries. But we probably should have let off with this is a heavy bye week. For the NFL six yeah. teams are actually on bye this week: 49ers, Broncos, Browns, Cowboys, Giants, and Steelers are all on bye this week. So. People are looking for options, right? So, yeah, we want to look into the future, but we also have to provide, you know, do our due diligence in the short term. So, you had mentioned Demarcus Robinson uh, early on when you were talking about the Ravens. He is zero percent rostered in Yahoo leagues, and rightfully so because he was like their wide receiver four a week ago. Well, Rashad Bateman aggravated his foot injury and will now quote unquote miss some time, which Ooh, I'm going to assume is at least the short term IR for him because it was the same foot that he hurt the first time so at least four weeks there you mentioned mark andrews being dinged up as well i mean it's isaiah likely and demarcus robinson looked good actually in that game and and uh lamar jackson was looking for him i think <laughs> demarcus robinson's a guy that could be a wide receiver three for you through these bad bye weeks you could start him this week if you're really hurt by a lot of teams on by 
Also, at the, run, at the wide receiver position, Terrace Marshall is still only 1% rostered. And he's another one. You could do worse. He is the number two target in the Carolina Panthers offense without a bye this week. I mean, he's a flexible type guy if you're really getting pounded with injuries. They are going to Cincinnati um, to face the Bengals. The Bengals are already a minus seven favorite. And I didn't see that last night uh, on a short week. So you could do worse than Terrace Marshall. A couple running backs. Dearness Johnson got a little burn late in the game, and there's a lot of st- smoke around Kareem Hunt being traded. Yeah. If he is, Dearness Johnson's going to step right into the, the B-roll in that offense. And we've seen what he's done when he gets opportunity in this Cleveland Browns offense. So it might be the time to go get you a Dearness Johnson in advance of the trade uh, if it does happen. I mean, if it doesn't, drop him the next week. Kyron Williams, we already brought up. He's 45% rostered in Yahoo leagues. A lot of people probably stashed him right on their IR at the beginning of the season because he got hurt in the preseason. But no one else in LA, short of a trade, is is threatening (laughs) to take over that backfield. Uh, I wanted to give a little shout-out to Dontrell Hilliard, uh, 12% rostered. Derrick Henry is seeing epic workloads again. And there's no Donta Foreman there this year. You might want to get you a Dontrell Hilliard. They're one of the teams, that, and we say this a lot with like wide receivers, that where people kind of already have a role. I always wonder if Hilliard has his role, and if Henry is out, Haskins just gets more of that, you know, early down Haskins back. Or it could be what that Julius Chestnut guy, right? But are they? They're winning games again. They're first in their division, I believe. <laughs> Fuck, ironically enough. Yeah, they're already going to trust a rookie you know, to to take over the load. I don't know, but Dontrell Hilliard will have a more prominent role in the Derrick Henry. And he's more viable in PPR anyway. Offense. So I just thought he was a name worth mentioning. I talked about Tyler Conklin earlier. He's only rostered in 12% of leagues, and he had 16 targets the last two weeks combined. Just follow the targets. Uh, you know, it looks like Zach Wilson's actually looking his way. And then uh, a few, I guess not deeper. And as far as uh, quarterbacks are concerned, uh, Trevor Lawrence, 68% rostered. Uh, if we're talking streamers, I think that's playable. He's available in over 30% of leagues. They play Las Vegas this week. And Las Vegas is first in the NFL in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback. If ever there is a week to start or pick up Trevor Lawrence and play him, obviously talking redraft here, this is the week to do it. And you will be rewarded. There's no way around it. He will get 250 with two passing touchdowns and he'll also have some rushing production. That is Trevor Lawrence's floor this week. Weren't they just in England? Yeah, they don't have a bye. Denver got the bye. What the fuck is it? Jaguars have a home game. Vegas going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a one-point home dog in the game, so a negative script. But a close game. I do think you can start Trevor Lawrence this week with all the buys. And then I do just have to mention this man's name. Kadarius Tony's only 58% rostered. Okay. He miraculously healed. He got some adamantium injected into him when he by the Chiefs medical staff, and now he's, his hamstrings are perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with them whatsoever. Yeah, it works out sometimes. If ever there's a coach I trust to put a package of plays together for like a fucking Kadarius Tony type athlete, it's Andy Reid. And it might not be this week, but if you watched what he did with Miko Hardman two weeks ago, Jet sweeps, pitch yeah. passes, shit like that. That's not hard to learn. Hey, Kadarius Tony, go out on the left side. <clears throat> when Patrick Mahomes looks at you, you start running to the right side, and he's just going to hand you the ball. And you just go over that side. 
That's that's going to be the play. He's going to literally draw it in the dirt <laughs> on the ground. Kadarius Tony's going to score a fifty-yard touchdown. I think there's opportunity. He's worth picking up and putting on your bench at this point in time. And then I mentioned Samari Tory. We're talking super deep again, but they're running out of bodies in yeah. Green Bay to even start at this point in time. And the Packers play the Detroit Lions this week. So this is a get-right game for Green Bay, or maybe Detroit gets off the snide. I don't know. But I do think you could do worse than, I guess, the Samari Torre, a stash and hold. One last piece of breaking news. Bradley Chubb, outside linebacker for the Denver Broncos, was traded to the Miami Dolphins. uh, Here, we did it with the Bears. You're the Broncos. You go into this year for – you're like, we're going to win. We're getting Russell Wilson. It, it, that hasn't worked out yet. So a well, few months ago, you were all in. Now you're moving pieces away. You can't rebuild with Wilson in that contract. So you need – they got to do the opposite. Ugh. Yeah. Well, if I read this correctly, yes, they are getting the 2023 first-round pick. That a Miami, first? That Miami acquired from San Fran. So wow, a late first, but the Dolphins are going all in too. They're like, hey – you get some pass rush juice in here. Listen, pay you pay first rounders. You pay a first round price for a pass rusher. And Chubb's a pretty complete pass rusher. He's not like an alpha pass rusher, but he's good against the run too. I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't be clamoring to pay a first for him. But yep, they gave up a late first for Bradley Chubb. So it's just uh, these teams are just dude. It's the arms race, man. Look at these teams. Yeah. But they, I mean, I'm, I'm first place Vikings make a move. No Miami Dolphins <clears throat> making a move. Baltimore Ravens making a move. Where's my Eagles at? Come on, don't, don't, don't tell me Robert Quinn last week is the best you're going to do, Howie. I need something more. Put another running back in my veins, Howie. Let's do this right. Go Acres. to the fourth Kareem Hunt. Fuck yeah! Wait for Acres to get released inside him. Just add to that backfield. I want to see better than. Not that I don't like Boston Scott and Ken and Kenny Gamewell, but give me a Cam Akers, Miles Sanders backfield. Yeah, man. Let's go. All in. That that ought to do it for us. Hopefully, Uh-oh. there's some more. Oh, more trades. Uh, if I read this correctly, it's it's unofficial. It's in it's in our group me chat, but it appears. Let me do a little search just to verify. Mm, little breaking news before we get out of here. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, don't verify let's just give the bad information it's a fact it is a fact the full terms of the trade between the miami dolphins and denver broncos denver broncos trade outside linebacker bradley chubb and a 2025 fifth round pick for the 2023 first round pick of the san francisco 49ers a 2024 fourth round pick and chase edmonds gone (laughs) Hold on. Prioritize sign Chase Edmonds in the offseason. Raheem Mostert <clears throat> tells him, son, sit down. This is my backfield. So now Chase Edmonds is on Denver. Just f- further murking up that backfield. Just just when I talked up Latavius Murray. Yep. And then it's just they don't you know who they hate? They hate Melvin Gordon. So they, they finally come to their senses. It's literally anyone but. Okay, so here's here's we'll go down this rabbit hole before we get out of here. So what's Miami doing now? It's obviously Mostert's backfield. Edmund's gone. Miles Gaskin got on the field thirteen times this year. Almed three. Is is the contract? 
Think about it. Is our boy still lingering out there? Think about it. I know who we're talking about. Is he still in the practice squad? Oh, that's who you're thinking about. Um, uh, Zaquandre White? I'm not sure. I'm saying Cam Akers. That's possible. I mean, after they release him. Yeah, I'm like McDaniel knows Cam Akers, right? I'm looking at their practice squad as we go through this. It's either him or they have that big body guy whose name escaped me that I actually liked a year ago, too. But... I was thinking you were thinking white. I was thinking, oh, I don't even see white on their practice squad anymore. It's not. They have no running backs on their practice squad. They're no. making a nut. They have a little Michael P. Ryan. Oh wow! So they have no one. So um, they're doing something unless, they, unless they trust Gaskin again. There's no way that's true. And then the yes, watching no. games, I mean, I I don't think I saw a running back drop as many passes as I saw uh, Chase Edmonds drop. He did drop every single pass that was thrown his way this year. It was it was insane how like unreliable he was. You got me going through the depth chart now too because there's nothing. There's really just, just barren wasteland. Just what I said. The Michael P. Ryan. That's it. And their practice squad. What do you? Where do you look at our lads? Yeah. See? Yeah. Really? It's, yeah, it's either Gaskin or Ahmed or fucking the Michael P. Ryan. Yowzers. Well, I mean, so it just means Quan Wright's out in the street somewhere, potentially. I can't remember who that other guy was that they had. But Two weeks ago, they cut him. Quan Wright? White? Mm-hmm. Cut him from the Quan White. Yeah. Well, listen, he didn't sign anywhere else, so mm-hmm. get him back. But Keep an eye oh, on that. Maybe a can makers. Who knows? We shall see. Throw a force or Kareem Hunt. And they're like, <laughs> this is the year. Kareem Hunt would fit in well there. He would. All right. <clears throat> that should do it. Sit tight for some outtakes of some terrible math by me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just running. I'm putting the entire intro. Like the first 17 minutes is just uh, going in the outtakes. For myself, John DeVar, and my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Sorry for that, Jonathan. No problem. Give me a chance to send a tweet to Stephen King. <laughs> okay. He said, is, this a, is this a post-Halloween tweet? No, he, said, he said 20 bucks a month to keep my blue check. Fuck that. They should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. I said, your, your net worth is estimated at 500 million bucks. 120 bucks a year should be no big deal. <laughs> Did you really write 120 bucks a month? A year should not be a big deal. Yeah. What's what's 20 times 12, John? Oh fuck me. Let <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me get on that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I hit record while you were gone, Sesame. Oh, I saw. Tell, tell Elon Musk to, to create Fantastic the for the outtakes. Yeah. Fuck. Create the edit button, Elon, so Jack can go back and get it and fix his math. Yeah, it's all these people bitching about, like, check marks and all. It's like, he's got to monetize it somehow, right? What the fuck do you think he's buying it for? Oh, other than that, use it to his own personal gain. But, I mean, <clears throat> business. Like, don't pay for it then. Or to Instagram. Or wherever well, I heard I heard somebody before Elon Musk even bought it. Somebody saying how to um, uh, combat the. When the fuck did I? Hold on, I gotta find this. <laughs> so anyway, what I had heard was um, that basically a lot of these same police places farm out all these bots. So if you just charge them even $10 a month, they don't have fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars just to do this. Yeah. Well, that was his, that was his rationale, wasn't it? Like he's always been wanting to eliminate the bots from Twitter. Or at least that's what he says. And so the one way to do that is to charge. I even search. heard it was going to be I, the guy that I heard just coming up with brainstorming ideas. He said you could just do a uh, like a deposit. So when you leave, you can get your fucking it's a one time fee. You get your money back. <clears throat> well, one time fee is not going to stop individuals. If you've got thousands of bots and it's fucking yeah, know. I mean that's the that's the rationale behind the recurring charge, right? Per account type thing. I mean, in one I mean, time, both. It, I mean, nobody, and, they don't. Well, listen, if the one time is significant enough, then shit, a lot of people are going to leave. Even if you know you get it back at the end, I mean, people with disposable income these days, John, like a thousand bucks, one time fee, create your, you know, Twitter, your verified Twitter <laughs> account. I, I'm going to be like this. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't even understand the big deal about being verified. No, nor do I. I mean, I, I think verified should just, I mean, it's, if, if, if that's your, that's your pleasure. Knock yourself out. Just confirming you are who you say you are. Doesn't make you any more special. I mean, there's I mean but like you would know. Do you know what I mean? After there's people with check marks on the site that I still don't know who the fuck they are. Sure. But after, yeah. you know what I'm saying? After it's established that this is whatever Stephen King's Twitter account, then you know that's where you're going. I mean, every once in a while you get like, uh, you know, what was his name? Barry McCockner. They used to steal the pictures and just do the fake name real quick. That's up to you to check it. I mean, if you know Stephen King is whatever at Stephen King two four three, <laughs> then that's Stephen King. If you fall for it because someone's Stephen King four three two, and you're like, oh, it's him. If you take you're the cheese, kid. you're saying that's on you, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I guess it just comes down to John. Like, where where are we going to uh, you know, scream into the abyss a year from now? It's not for Twitter. <laughs> I think it's funnier. I'm seeing more. I don't know if I'm just consciously aware, but I'm seeing goofier shit on my timeline. Huh. I don't know right. how much was previously edited or any of that shit, but but I think a lot of people. I think it was just initially too. I think a lot of people were testing it out to see what kind of nonsense was going on. 
of <laughs> a buddy of mine out here. He was just was just tweeting. The 2020 election was stolen, and then he was tweeting just yeah, they're goofy shit. There's only two genders. And he just did a whole bunch of that shit that used to get black blocked before. And he got precious little response for any of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't get blocked, but he didn't get they didn't get taken down, which I guess is the Yeah. I put the meme of the wrestler climbing out from under the yeah, you know, off of the wheelchair and getting up on the stage is Darius Tony and fucking some other well known does it at the same time and he gets fucking ten thousand likes on it. I'm like two. <laughs> like actually, I think it's more creative that I did it, to be honest with you. This job doing the shit on the side. I can't understand why Minnesota I can't uh, understand why we're not more famous, John. That's a fucking true story. I don't know why Minnesota and Detroit keep trading with each other. And Minnesota seems to get the... Well, this one worked out. I mean, they got Hawkinson, but they made that terrible fucking draft trade. Well, you see, uh, good old Irv Smith got the, the old high yeah. ankle. Yeah. But I just read it's eight to ten weeks, so there's clearly, like, significant damage. I mean, that's that's a double high ankle. That's the year... Yeah, that's that's why Matt Kelly says high ankle fucked. He got truly high ankle fucked. <laughs> <laughs> because not only did he, is he out, he just got replaced. That's because they don't want to pay Hawkinson. It's still like $9 million next year, and he's going to want a long deal. I think the Lions, after seeing what happened this year, know they're, they're not just a year away. The they still need a quarterback. They now need a tight end. They need a ton of players on defense. They're... they're there's still a promise on week one, wasn't there? Oh, I'm super excited. I mean, the fact that these idiots bought the hard knocks cheese again because Jamal Williams seems slightly exciting. Was that Dan Campbell is a fucking meme is beyond me, but I just yeah. I thought they'd be uh competitive. And I guess they have been by and I mean, the first ones they had all the shootouts, then they had a fucking stretch where they couldn't score they at all. Either. It's they like what the fuck? Six points in a two-week span after they were the highest-scoring team in the NFL through yeah. like the first five weeks, which is just weird. Strange. <clears throat> well, they are who we thought they were, John. <laughs> no, you thought they were good. I think I have the sheet. I found the sheet. Let's I, I think I said five hundred. I don't know if that makes them good. But you can call me on it. Eight and nine. Okay, not even five hundred. Look at me. It's gonna, it's gonna be a struggle getting there at one and six, but yeah, we can I had two and fifteen. We can reel off a couple. Yeah, look at me. I'm the I'm the <clears> one that's <throat> and I don't even like Jamal Williams. God, I both hit to be Tampa fifteen and fourteen. Ugh. Whoops! The division stinks. It's we, we, we I don't think we were on Tampa. It was like the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers stink, and they do. God, it's I just the Bucks. I wish no. Carolina won. Yeah. Fuck. It's just the Bucks stink too. That's yeah, literally... you're right. Yeah, true story. I mean, that's the problem. We, yeah, I mean, they probably probably gave them fucking six wins right off the top just against those three. 100 percent. And I knew they had a tough schedule. I remember that they're they're running into a couple. They just lost to the Ravens, and now they have to have the Rams. Rams aren't as good as they thought, but <clears> they had already played the Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs early in the year, who were all supposed to be good. Then on the back end of the year, they still have the Niners. They still have the. Bengals, yeah, I don't know if they're any good. Their schedule's actually not after the Rams. They have Seahawks by at Browns versus Saints no, at Niners good either. Bengals. Huh? <laughs> Rams ain't good either. No, agreed. I mean, but I think the Rams beat them. 
then their, their toughest game is probably at Niners. Other than that, I mean, they could win the rest. So they could stay. They could still get to uh, ten and seven, eleven and six. Yeah, possible for the Bucks. They get their shit together. Podcast, and you're welcome. Because I <clears> look every time I play you in a league and you beat me, you have two on your team. Every single league. How many leagues do I have them in? One apparently of the, enough. One of the flea flicker. I don't think I have them on any MFL leagues. Fucker. Well, you definitely beat me with him in a flea flicker league. And you fucking beat me with stupid Tyler Conklin this past week. I got I got the Juwan Johnson double TD game <laughs> a few weeks ago, and then I just got the Tyler Conklin double TD game. It's a fucking... I'm the tight end guy. <laughs> this is supposed to happen to me. <laughs> Do this to other people. <laughs> Fuck. 